everyone. Welcome to the show. It's the Merck and Mark podcast. We're back and we're talking pop culture today only. We're going to we're going to take a week off from sports because it's a big week. Unless as we sit here, the Cavs make a blockbuster trade before the deadline. Well, then someone's going to have to bash down the door because the door is locked or it looks locked. <clears throat> but anyway, we're talking obviously Oscars. It's Oscar week. Um, Academy Awards coming up this Sunday, February 26th. 26th. And there's a lot to talk about, and I am not going to be as emotionally involved this year. Last year, I was very excited and extremely disappointed when my boy Sylvester Stallone got jobbed out of that one. And he got jobbed. Let's just put it on the table. He got jobbed. No, I said I would have voted for Mark Rylance, and he won. I don't don't even know who you are anymore. Anyway, by the way, I am sports editor Mark Podolsky, and you are? I am entertainment editor Mark Mazur. I guess we should introduce ourselves. Exactly. So we got that out of the way. But last year, so as you may know, I don't predict the Oscars. I let my guy Tom O'Neill, Menor from Gold Derby do that. But I like to say who I would vote for. And last year and all the years I've been doing this, the only year I went six for six where the Oscar voters went with me each time, including the big upset where Sylvester Stallone did not win Best Supporting Actor. So You're just a hater. That's why you did that. That was my second choice. I really liked him, but I love Mark Rylance and Bridges Spies. Loved him. I don't think many people did beyond you. That movie didn't have a lot of traction out there in the... Uh... I feel like it's one of those slow... Like I feel like I keep hearing people that just saw it for the first time and really liked it. It's, I don't think it got a lot of people right. super excited at the time. But <clears throat> All right, so let's get into this. You, you have your buddy... Uh, What's his name again? Mark. Tom O'Neill. Tom O'Neill. He's a Menor Navy. He lives out in LA, right? LA and New York, but he's out in LA, you know, for Oscar time. His uh the website he runs is goldderby.com, and that's where they track not just the Oscar races, but Grammys, Emmys, the big entertainment industry awards. But I think the Oscars are I mean, the Oscars are the granddaddy of them all. Um comes at the end of this right. long awards film season. I think it's probably the biggest thing they do. It's the only one I truly care about and you know, write about. Um, so it's an exciting time. So I think the big buzz with the Oscars is one of those kind of films that transcends things. And you know, Titanic did that back in 1998, was it? Or 7 or 9? Late 90s, right? Yeah, I'm really bad with you. 14 Oscar nominations. I don't know if La La Land is going to have that sort of um, feel to it. Maybe 25, 30 years from now, that's Titanic still has. I think... Titanic still has some pull. 14 Oscar nominations. I don't know how many it won, but that that was a... I think it tied the record with Ben-Hur for 11. <clears throat> right. So La La Land has an outside shot to do that, but probably won't. Yeah, so they also have 14 nominations, which is incredible. I mean, I, we're, we're going to get into this movie. I, I, I enjoyed it. I think, when you know, I, and, you know, I think I tried to explain this to you when we, we had conversations off air. I, I'm comparing this to... The best movie of the year. That, that's like the scale I'm put, I put it up against going which, in. Which it was. Well, we, we can debate that very, very, very much. But let's get into, how do you want to do this? You want to start off with the, the acting awards first? You want to go into directing and you're save, the, save well, the movie last? You're good at Yeah, sure. That's okay, so, so let's start off with best actress. Um, what is your, what, what's, what's your boy thinking how this is going to shape Gold up. Derby likes Emma Stone of La La Land. Uh, a decent favor over Isabel Huppert, uh, I believe it's uh, how you say it, from Elle. Uh, I'm guessing you did not see Elle. I don't think no. a lot of people did. So it's this French language film. Um, 
Uh, you know, again, I think Emma will win. Uh, as Tom points out to me, the best act, the, the movie that wins Best Picture usually gets along for the ride a Best Actor. <clears throat> you know, I'm sorry, one of the acting categories usually right. wins for that movie. Uh, he thinks it'll be uh, Emma Stone, who did go with a lovely performance, as he called it, kind of the heart and soul of the movie. And I think, I love Emma Stone. I think she's very good. I think she was very good in that. I just don't think that role, for me, uh, was... I guess to use your word, transcendent or, you know, got to that next level. Yeah. Uh, part of, but I thought, you know, again, if you've seen Elle, I just think that the part that uh, Isabel Cooper had was more demanding and required more of a, I mean, there's no singing, but like the emotional um, range she had to do. I thought it was a more impressive performance, but I have no problem with Emma Stone winning. You know, when you say Tom said she was the heart and soul of that movie, completely disagree. I think Gosling... The second he's on screen, I'm thinking, he he he. To me, he carried that whole movie. And I, I just when I when I look at that guy now, I just think movie star. That guy is a movie star. Well, he's I think, terrific. Right? I think he's the. I mean, Tom Cruise. He's just not in this in these kind of roles anymore that move the needle, so to speak. You know, he's Mission Impossible, right. and The Mummy coming up this summer. <laughs> the yeah. mummy. But whatever, you know, that's that's his career choice. I think this guy is. Um, like you want to talk about trending up, man, he's just, well, we'll see him in that Blade Runner sequel, which is I hope, one of the reasons I'm more excited. Yeah, I, ho- I hope he does well. But the second he came on screen, I was like, that's to me when that movie took off. Have you ever seen Blue Valentine? I have not. Wait, is that the right movie? Yeah. You got to see that. Uh, he and, uh, oh, I think it's Michelle Williams. Really good. Really good. I'll check that out. So I, 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 um, I was hoping, I, I still want to see. Jackie, and I want to see Natalie Portman's performance because I've heard some really good things about it. Is there any chance for an upset in this category? Um, you know, with, I was asked, with, especially with Portman, maybe, or or Meryl Streep. So I was asked on the radio this morning on WINT out in uh, Lake County whether you know if I had to pick one out of the woods upset, and like m- my guess would be Natalie Portman, just because I think Oscar voters love that uh, you know the portrayal the portrayal of a famous person that right. we know, whether it's a musician or another actor. They're hard to do. The first late. they're hard to do, but I also think. Um, Ethnic actors maybe get a little too much credit, you know, because those win so often. But it does take talent. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I couldn't do it. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked. But the, when I saw that movie, I thought, she's really good, but I just don't know if this is – and it's that intangible thing. I just don't know if it's an Oscar-worthy uh, – Yeah, what's, so. I, I felt the same way with Emma Stone. I thought she was good and, you know, not Oscar-worthy. So, But but again, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking this because – from a, a novice because I haven't seen all the films out there. Well, I don't know the order you want to go, but let's stay on the let's stay on the female side for okay. a second because the runaway winner in the best supporting category is going to be Viola Davis for Fences. You're seeing a slam dunk. It's a slam dunk. You, you did done? not you did not see this movie. Uh, correct. Which one? Fences. No. So she's got a pretty sizable role, and it's one of those roles where the nominations come out and you go. Well, she's she's in Best Supporting, not Best Actress. She's on screen enough. They they could have put her in Best Actress, and I think she would have won that. But it's a little, you know, Tom O'Neill thinks it's a little more of a risk. She's a slam dunk in Supporting. But I'm just saying, if she was in the Best Actress field, I would vote for her there, too. I think she gave the best female performance so It's a pretty good field, isn't it? I mean, just some name value. The... I think it's a good year for women in general, but I love the best supporting category. I love Viola Davis. Uh, Michelle Williams, I think she's the second uh, most likely 
she is in Manchester by the Sea, which right. you did see, correct? I did not. You did not. Okay. So she's on screen very little, but when she's on screen, she's phenomenal. And then the longest odds in that um, in that category is Nicole Kidman in Lion. I loved her in Lion. I thought she was, you know, I could take Nicole Kidman or leave her sometimes, but I thought she was terrific in this movie. There's this one scene where she brings a subtle emotion and builds. I thought terrific. I think she should be no further than third place. Not that it really matters. So, they hand out second and third place right. trophies, but... <clears throat> So of all the, the of the six major categories, you're saying little to no suspense when it comes to best supporting actor actress. Yeah, that that and and La La Land and director are, seem to be the slam dunks. I just rolled my eyes when he said yes. La La Land. It's good audio. <laughs> so let's go on to the uh, male side, best actor. The dudes, is this a good is, is this a good field? Um, I think it's decent. I mean, no one. I would have liked to have, you know, I like the years where, as I feel so with It's sort of a young field, isn't it? Uh, there's some I mean, You got Denzel, he's a vet. And but, Viggo Mortensen's been around for a long but time. But Gosson, Garfield, yeah, so Affleck. It, it's just one of those years, it's kind of like the best actress where not one performance just blew me away and I'm sitting there championing. Um, I, I, I would vote for Denzel, who, who's the slight favorite at this point over Casey Affleck, according to Gold Derby. Um, again, really good acting in Fences. I liked his acting better than his directing work. But uh, he's really he's really strong in it. Casey Affleck, you know, both Casey Affleck's performance and Manchester by a, by the Sea as a movie for me were both both look he's good, it's good. I just didn't it, for me it's kind of like La La Land for you. It didn't reach that uh, really high level that it did for some people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this depressing drama, which is <clears throat> fine. You can do depressing dramas, right. but I, I I didn't. The main thrust is uh, Casey Affleck plays this kind of depressed guy because of something that happened in his past, this terrible tragedy. And his brother dies now, and he's basically called upon to become the guardian of this uh, teenager. who's a year or two removed from college. It would mean moving back to his hometown, which he doesn't want to do. The town doesn't really want him there. And I never really cared that much about their relationship. I was much more interested in the relationship between Casey Affleck's character and his ex-wife, played by Michelle Williams, which is the secondary story of the movie. So, you know, it's good. But uh, And Casey Affleck, you know... It's a nice performance, but he kind of plays this quiet, intense character. I kind of feel like that's what he's known for. I mean, I right. feel like he could do that in his sleep. So I didn't think they were <laughs> asking anything out of character for uh, for Casey Affleck. Now, our third most likely is well, your boy, well, Ryan. Let me, let me pause you right there. Okay. Do, you, do you always have to be out of character or out of what your comfort zone is to still put up a good performance? No. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to boil these things down to anything that simple. But I just didn't go into it going, wow, what a performance. It's like... Yeah, that's what he does. I don't know. It's a because I mean, I would me. say you know Emma Stone. That's she's great at playing these kind of roles in La La Land. I agree, and I'm not you know banging. I mean? I'm not you know? banging the drum for Emma Stone. Yeah, so. I know. It's just it's weird how like you can kind of nitpick with all these people. It's like with Jackie and and Natalie Portman, you know, um, playing. You can kind of go all over the place. It's but that's the beauty of all this stuff. It's 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 you know it's everybody's different taste, and you know every feels. About a certain certain movie or a certain character, right? Right, and there's rarely one of these Oscar-nominated movies or or actors that you just plain don't like, and that's the case for me this year. Like, the the longest two shots in in the nominate uh, of the nominated are Andrew Garfield, who I really liked in Hacksaw Ridge, and I didn't expect to based on the trailer. Both the movie and his he does this you know kind of Southern Virginia accent, and I watch the trailer, and I'm like, I don't want to see this movie. I don't want to listen to him use that voice yeah. the whole movie. And I loved both. I of heard them. that was very good. That's my second. Top film of the year. It's my number two. I loved Hacksaw Ridge. I thought it was so well made. I think Garfield's really good. 
And Viggo Mortensen, it's a nice little movie, Captain Fantastic. You should uh, rent it when you can. I, I, I have it rented. I have, I have to watch it. Okay. Um, I will watch it before Sunday for sure. You know, we're talking about Aragorn for Lord of the Rings. I right. mean, this guy knows what he's doing. So you really can't go wrong with any of these guys. Before we go on to, before we go on to supporting actor, I want to ask you something about Tom. And, and when he says, or when you hear people talk in the industry, oh, she's the one runaway favorite, or this movie's the runaway favorite, or, or this race is going to be close. How do they know that? I mean, because it's, you know, none of this stuff is made public, these voting. Do they have inside tips from people that say, here's how this group of people are voting or this industry or this company as, you know, this section of the people who vote is looking at this? So there's probably more to it than this, but I think there are two main things. I think the the smaller of the two is, hey, Tom's out in O'Neill. He's calling people he knows are in the academy who are going to be voting. And yeah. there's nothing... There's nothing to stop him from asking them who they're who they're going to vote for, who they have voted for. Right. I don't think there's anything off the record. Off, probably probably right. off the record. I don't think he's going out and saying I talked to. I've never seen him say. Yeah. I talked to this person. They said they voted for this. But you know, see, so you're kind of he's. I, I don't. I have no idea how many people he actually talks to. But um, I'm sure he talks to people and they tell him X. But I think the bigger thing is, you know, this is a whole Hollywood awards season, and there are all these, as you know, awards leading up to the Oscars. The Golden Globes is kind of the biggest one, and that sort of steers the nominations to a degree because it comes out. What would you say, like a week or so before the nominations? I think for it's the Oscars. A, it's a, isn't it the middle of February or no? I'm sorry, like late middle January, late January. Maybe even earlier than that. I think it's right after the New Year. I, I think yeah, I think it's like the first week or two of January. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> so I think that kind of gets the ball rolling, and then you have the the British, the BAFTA, the British Awards. You have the the SAG, the Screen Actors Guild. There's the there's all these guilds. Right. There's the Critics' Choice. So they kind of they kind of look at who wins along the way. Um, and they factor that in. And they also put a lot of stock into how much a studio is campaigning for a movie and an actor, how much an actor is campaigning for themselves. He t- I can't remember if I used it, but he said, uh, well, we have, we'll get to in, in supporting actor. Let's just, I'll segue into supporting actor from this. It's Mahershala Ali from Moonlight is a slight favorite over uh, Dev Patel from Lion. And he said... I like this sli- slight I favorite. <laughs> right. So... But he said, you know, Mahershala Ali, he's sort of fading, he feels like, because they haven't, he either hasn't campaigned, that dude's in everything. If you, He pops up in so many things now. But between, I think, how busy he is and whatever else, he's not campaigning that much. Where he said, Dev Patel, he said, that, and I think this is mostly a joke, but he said that there hasn't been a laundromat or a, or I forget what he said, like a dry cleaning opening that Dev Patel hasn't been at, you know. <laughs> so, and I think that matters more than it should. I would like to think that, I would like to think that people just watch these movies make a judgment for themselves and then pick what's best. But, you know, it's uh, it's a, a campaign goes into it. There's there's a bit of like, you know, this person's never won. We should we should award that. So it's just like... You think that goes into it. I, that's the thing I... You know, and you hear these stories about the Academy voters. You know, a lot of them are all snooty and, you know, they're all 65-year-old white men who smoke cigar and drink right. brandy and, 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 you know, kind of rub their noses together. But... um. Do you think there ever will be a day will they they will make this stuff public? I mean, do we even know who votes on these? I mean, do we even know the people who vote on these awards? I mean, I've never looked into it, but I, th- I think you can probably find out who's in the Academy of Motion Arts. Probably and like you Sciences. know a lot of critics from major like oh, Rolling I, Stone. I, mean, or, I don't think it's crit. I could be wrong, but I think it's I think it's 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 the professionals. It's directors, actors, producers, writers. Oh, okay. They're they're the no media types. I don't think so, but I, I'm not. It'd be nice sure. if they just at least maybe just provided a list who who the people are. That it's are basically voting. Hollywood voting for themselves. So, and I do think there's, I do think it's a bit of a, you know, it's a club, and I do think there's a bit of like, right. hey, this person's number one, and we like this. But like the year Martin Scorsese uh, won with um, 
Oh, help me out. The Departed. Right. Look, I like that movie. I love Martin Scorsese. You'll never convince me that that was his best, best movie. No. I mean, it's not. no Goodfellas. It's no, no you know, absolutely not. That was good, I thought. It's good. I thought it was a little campy I, I, for him. I don't remember what it was up against, but I remember thinking, like, this movie's better, this movie's better, but I think the feeling was, it's it's Marty's time. We got we to gotta award but Marty. That's, see, yeah, but, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that, too. I just think that's a cop-out, like... And that's why it's so surprising. It's like a good old boy network, you that's know? That's why it's so surprising that Stallone didn't win last year, because I think there was a lot of that sentiment. Hey, hey, hey. I, I know he's there on the merits. Hey, hey, but, hey, hey. Yeah. He was good in Creed. He was good in Creed. Absolutely. I'm not saying he wasn't. Just because I would have voted, I voted, would have voted for the other Speaking guy. Speaking of best supporting actor, I thought Jeff Bridges as the sheriff in Hell or High Water was excellent. He he was good. I'm I'm glad to see. He's him. A, he is like aging like a fine wine. He is such a good actor now. So I, that movie that movie came out. I want to say midsummer, and it was screened to us a little early. So I saw that months and months ago, and uh, I gave it a pretty good review. I gave it three stars, and I liked everything. But I think I underestimated how much people would gravitate to that. I haven't talked to anyone who saw that movie and wasn't really high. Chris on Pine, I'm you know, look, I understand he's got that whole Princess Diary stigma carried attached to him, and you know, Captain Kirk. Man, I was blown away by his performance. I'm like, where has that been his whole career? And See, I think he's always good. I mean, you know how much I mean, I no, like I think he's good. But I mean, I don't think he's ever given any kind of Oscar-worthy performance. He's been good as Captain Kirk, and but I mean, where else? Have, I mean, where else have you seen him where you think he's kind of shine like this? Well, he's usually doing he's usually doing more mainstream movies right. that don't lend to that kind of uh, right. Uh, claim so i guess you're right but i i just think i think he just knocked out of the park i was like wow I'm like it was great to see because he seems like I've, I've listened to interviews with him and he seems like such a down-to-earth good guy and i'm like i, I just i want to see a good future for a guy like that i think i think that's a great landing yeah i really enjoy his work oh sure. man he was fantastic in that movie and then um the his brother Ray is it uh, Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Oh, he was good too. Ooh. I'm not the world's biggest Ben Foster fan. He's very good in that movie. He's very good. Very good I mean, for what the role he plays. Yeah. Wow. So, um, slight favorite again. Who who, who you going? Herschel Ali, which I finally learned to say. Correctly. Okay, so this sounds like a when you say slight favorite, it sounds like a, this could be a toss up. Who, who who does he like as maybe Dark Horse? Uh, horses well, he, or horses. He, he was talking about maybe switching his vote to Dev Patel, but when I looked yesterday, he hadn't. So I haven't heard of any other real contenders, although, like, you know, maybe Bridges slips in there. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Um, let's go on to our second to last category, which would be Best Director. Best Director. So I think this is a slam dunk, right? Yeah, it's not even a conversation. I was going to say, this is probably the biggest slam dunk. Well, it's got to be Damien, right? It just it's Damien Chazelle, uh, La La Land. It doesn't feel to it never felt to me like a movie a year that would split. I mean, I guess you could create a narrative where maybe Moonlight wins Best Picture and right. and, uh, and he wins Best Director, but I don't think so. I I think, I mean, you know, look, I've talked about it on here. I've talked about it in nauseam. I walked out of that movie so impressed with the movie, but so much of I think what what makes a movie succeed is the direction. Yeah, I thought it was exquisitely directed. Um, his previous movie was Whiplash, and I can't remember if you saw that. Love that movie. It's a good movie. I thought La La Land was such a such a big step from that. I think Whiplash was better. I think you're crazy. I mean, you know, just when you look at a story, this is a fantasy. This is like you know a daydream or something. It, it really is this movie. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it, tonally it had a little bit of problems, but I do think that I give this director credit for what they told him to do. With the screenplay and all this technical aspects involved with the musical bits and and just the different sort of scenes they kind of pulled off. It was really interesting. I thought from a technical aspect, 
great. I mean, just almost to pull that off the way they did make it kind of fit together was really right, interesting. And they had that old cinescope look yeah. and they, they shot, um, you know, they shot a lot of natural light, like the uh, the dance number out by the park bench. I listened to him talk. They that was a really great scene. They basically had two nights. They had two, like, I forget how much they had that exact light they wanted, but it's like an hour or so. And they did it in back-to-back nights, and they just, they were going to take the best we can. For that, that had to be, that was on a stage, right? No, it was outside. That was outside? Yeah. Oh, wow. That yeah. Okay, so that blew me away. I thought for sure that was on a stage. No, it was outside and just beautiful. I think they were just... That you know, was beautiful. I've heard a million different... Now I think... i got to watch that again I've heard to see of, that scene. I'm dying to see that movie again because I, I haven't seen it since early November. But, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of little complaints about that movie. One thing I hear is like, well, it's not a full-blown musical. You know, it's not... And, and like, I'm fine with... I like that it... I like what, you know, what you said. There's diff, different scenes involved. I like that it's some of this and it's some of that. And yeah. for me, it just never dragged. It was uh, utterly charming. It was compelling. I just, uh, I so rarely anymore just really enjoy something from beginning to end. Right. I mean, I would recommend, like, for anybody who just likes the movie-going experience, that is, like, it's a movie-going experience. You're not just seeing a movie. It would be like going to the Ohio State-Michigan football game. You're not just going to a football game. You're going to an event. You're going to an experience. Like, however you feel about sports, you're going to get it when you go to Ohio State-Michigan game. However you feel about going to a movie theater to watch a movie, you're going to feel it when you see this movie. You might not think it's the greatest movie ever, but you're going to like go out of that movie saying, wow, like I got every bit I wanted out of well, going it's to It's sort of like a jack of all trades. And I'm not, Absolutely. It's not, it's, not the, it's not the most dramatic thing. It's not the most musical, but there's music and drama and emotion and charm yeah. and laughs. And it just, it's, it's kind of the movies in a nutshell, which is why I sort of when you boil down, I walked out of it going, that's your best picture. I tell you what. Hollywood you, loves you, Hollywood movies. And yeah. I give this director a lot of credit because that last five minutes of that movie, to me, which is a little polarizing. You really liked it. No, I, I think that movie does not work without that ending because that movie it works like it's I mean in a in a relative sense it's still a nice fun um, movie. But in terms of the emotional pull it takes you on, it it does it hits it, you. it it takes you in all these different directions in five minutes, which to me was a great. Wait, I can't believe he pulled it off. It's it's an amazing feat for a director. And without that, I think it just becomes just another kind of romantic comedy slash drama. I don't even know what you call it. But with that last five minutes, you just you you leave this you you leave the theater thinking, wait a second, you know, it's it's like who's doing what, who's feeling what. It's you got you. It's the, the thought process you got to go through at the end of that movie. Really, it really makes you think, and I, well, that's another, that's what I like about movies when they make you make you think. I was gonna say that's just another thing this movie gives us is that desire to go get a coffee with somebody afterwards and and talk about yes, you know, what did you take from that? What Absolutely, yeah. So it's just, the movie offers so much. I can't wait to own it. I can't wait to pop it in on a rainy day when I'm coming yeah. down. So, and you know, you can almost kind of pick and choose what scenes you want to watch too. For sure, you know I, what I mean, we differ greatly on that opening number. I think it's spectacular. You're I mean, not, it's visually cool. I just thought it was. Really out of place with the movie. You almost have to look at it like you know those old movies start with like an overture. It's just like an image in the orchestra, and to me, it's just it's just a table setter. It's just kind of put you in the mood for the movie. I guess I thought it was great. I love that. I think that song's terrific. I've listened to it a hundred times. So, all right, so let's go on to our last category, the big one. And I feel like we just covered it. Well, you know what the thing was, I think we didn't think we do need to have a discussion about this because you talk about the Golden Globes being like a precursor, prelude to the Oscars, and hidden figures basically they don't really give out. A movie category. It's what? What do they call it? The cast or? Well, you're talking about the Screen Actors Guild. I thought Hidden Figures won for 
The Golden Globes. No, no, no. The Golden Globes was split. Remember, the Golden Globes split drama into one category and then musical comedy in the other. So Moonlight won in drama and La La Land won in musical Well, Hidden comedy. Figures won. Hidden Figures, I believe, won at the Screen Actors okay. Guild. It's that a, cast. Screen award. Actors Guild is obviously acting. Right. They give, you like an, they give an ensemble award. I, think it, I believe it won that. So does that technically count as... Like a movie? Well, that's their that's their equivalent to Best Picture, but it's all about the acting. They're not they're not factoring in really the directing and everything like that. When they... So does Hidden Figures have any kind of shot? Do you think? So what does Tom say? Tom, me, let me hear what Tom says. My boy Tom, he has Hidden Figures as as the second most likely to win, but Ooh. it's a distant figure. Most people have Moonlight as second uh, on Gold Derby and elsewhere, and I thought for a while it was going to be neck and neck. I thought there was some momentum months ago for Moonlight huh. that seems to have fallen. Hidden Figures is that you, you did see Hidden Figures? I did not. Okay, Hidden Figures. I've is seen that, three of these movies. Hidden Figures is that uh, it's really well done. It's that story people didn't know. As I said in my review, it. It hits all the emotional buttons you think it's gonna, but it does it really well. You know, it's really compelling. There's some good acting. There's some good storytelling. It's just that easy to like movie. And maybe in a year without a La La Land, I could see it winning. But I just I don't see it getting past La La Land. I, I think best movie I've seen this year is Hell, Hell or High Water. I just love that. I love the acting. Uh, beautiful movie. Kind of that that rustic feel. And you know, obviously Texas, it's it's where it's filmed. And, and it, just the performances, everything. Interesting story. That movie, that movie takes you on a ride, man. I'm pulling up my uh, recently completed top ten list, and La La or uh, why are only eight showing? For your own personal list, my own personal list. Hell or High Water, I have number nine. What do you, let me let me hear your list. All right, so we'll go backwards. Number ten, Manchester by the Sea. Okay. Number nine, Hell or High Water. Now these are your best movies, not your favorite, right? The movies I consider the best. I mean, obviously, you know, favoritism goes into it, but. Uh, Number eight is a little movie you can stream on Netflix right now called Sing Street. Okay. Really enjoyable. Um, I have Moonlight at number seven, Hidden Figures at number six. This is one that I probably have higher than anyone else. At number five, I have A Monster Calls. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. I heard um, about that. that did not do well, though. No, it didn't. Theater. It didn't. It was kind of, I thought it was a better version of the BFG. It was kind of that yeah. same type of movie, but I thought it, it hit me emotionally in the way that other movie didn't. Uh, Fence is number four. Number three, Lion, and as I've already hinted at, number two, Hacksaw Ridge, which I just was... I, that movie reminded me how good of a director Mel Gibson is because he's just been, you know, he's sort of cast out of Hollywood. You could say deservedly so yeah. for some of his behavior. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he made Braveheart and uh, The Passion of the Christ. Passion of Christ. And, and Hacksaw Ridge, I think, is really well made. I, I think you, you got to rent that when you can. Um, and then La La Land, number one, of course. So are you expecting anything... Um... I don't. What, think, what are you expecting on 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 Sunday? Are you expecting a a record a record tying performance by La La Land? No, I think it gets around nine or ten, eight somewhere to eight to ten probably. I mean, it's hard to predict the technical awards. I'd have to really think back to the movies and think about. I can't think the movie's going to do well with the technical awards. Well, yeah, there's two sound awards, and so I you, think it's going to do well there. Right, but as Tom pointed out, those often go to war movies too. Oh, and, really? Uh, and, okay. and Hacksaw Ridge, you know. Okay. That's, Hacksaw Ridge is, is right up there, I think, with Saving Private Ryan in terms of that visceral war experience. And a lot of that, maybe you don't think about it when you're lost in the movie, is sound. I mean, yeah. it's just hitting you with gunfire and explosions, and, and it's really well done. Um, do you think Do you think this uh, internet kind of backlash against La La Land will hurt them in any way? I don't think so. Because it seemed like it was kind of, in maybe January, it was kind of at its peak, and now it's kind of teetered off a little bit. 
I think it would need something else to be taking the love away. You know, like if Hidden Figures, if something had happened for Hidden Figures, go back to like the Lincoln year where Argo won because Ben Affleck got snubbed at, I think, the Golden Globes or something. I think if something equivalent to that had rallied people, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be La La Land. I'm a little more interested in, uh, you know, A, how is Jimmy Kimmel going to be as a host? I think he's a really dependable guy. I don't think yeah. he has that high ceiling of like a Billy Crystal. You know, I don't see like big musical numbers, but... The question is, like, we know, as Tom said, it's going to be a Trump-bashing circus, but, like, even, you know, people who, who don't like Trump, I wonder if we're going to be able to, I wonder if it just might be nonstop. And, yeah. and I kind of, I don't want that only for the sake of, like, it just gets tiring and it's going to turn people off. And yeah, I just want to enjoy, like, the night of movies. I, you know? I am not one of these people who says that actors and celebrities shouldn't voice their opinion. It's a free country. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think it's. If you like someone's art, I personally think it's ridiculous to stop buying their art because of something political they said, unless it's just horrific or right. something. But um, that said, like, this should be a night to celebrate the movies in Hollywood. Um, I think there's a place for political statements at, at these things. But, like, let's not let's not beat us over the head with it, which I very much think might happen. Do you enjoy the Oscars every every year? I do, but like as you know, as as you may know, The Walking Dead is back. So what I'll probably do is uh, pause it in a little bit, cram through The Walking Dead, because I can fast forward through some of the speeches. I can. There's so many commercials. So yeah. I enjoy it, but there's so much fat there to be trimmed. I, I was. I, I wish Keaton would have got a, a nomination this year. I wish he would have an up for maybe a win. I, would you like? So the best picture category, they can have as many as ten. I believe they have like eight or nine this year. Do, do you think they should expand the other categories? Absolutely. Why not? No, I just think it'd be too much, but. I almost think you have a weird. Like, I wouldn't want it to go all the way to ten, but if you so had like for the, seven, for the major actors, is is, is five and five. And five I mean, feels a little too few. If you want to go seven, go seven. Yeah, I think maybe you go seven, or maybe six is more of an even number. Oh yeah, six would be good. But five, if you have five, you're going to be leaving people out who are deserving of a nomination every year. Well, and that, that's the case. You talk about a lot with these awards. There's a lot of guys that and women that are, are left out, and maybe it is time to go to five or. Five to seven or five to six, right? I would think the studios would be all for it because, <clears throat> excuse me, that's such a big part of the, their marketing of these award season films is, is sprinkling all over the posters yeah, and the DVD, right. you know, nominated for this and this. So, well, you know, it's it's interesting, La La Land, because you know I'm big on box office numbers. That's there. Were, that's one of the first musicals in a long time. I think maybe ever they've reached over 300 million world worldwide. That's huge for that movie, right? Huge. I mean, I and as, as much musical as, as much as I think that movie's nice and this and that, it couldn't have been that. I don't know what it cost to make, but I'm sure they've made a nice profit oh, on that. Yeah, there's no question. And again, that. I think people like me are going to scarf up that Blu-ray as soon as it comes out. Absolutely. That's just one I want. That should be coming out pretty soon, right? I would think. I haven't looked into it. Right. By the way, Doctor Strange, Blu-ray next Tuesday. Oh, how come that didn't get nominated? That, I think they, I think it did get a nomination. For Might some, get a technical award for some of those uh, special effects. So, all right, we're going to wrap it up this week. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks, probably to talk a little bit more sports. Maybe the Cavs will make a trade before you know it. You know, today is the, the trade deadline. The thing we need to root for is Andrew Bogut getting traded or has gotten traded. We need the Philadelphia 76ers to buy him out. There you go. So the Cavs can scoop him up. Oh, there you go. And then uh, obviously we'll be getting closer to the NFL draft. Draft combine this week, the weekend, right? Yep. And then uh, Indians is will be Trubisky right on the corner. going, throwing? What's he's, he doing? you got to read the News Herald this morning. All right. He's throwing. He's doing everything except bench pressing. Nice. So, All right. Until next week, thanks for listening. This has been a production of the News Herald in Louisville, Ohio, part of 21st Century Media and Digital Freedom.